It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome back to another episode of B2B Growth. I'm Dan Sanchez with Sweetfish Media. Today, I'm joined with Saj Hoffman Hussein, who has done a terrific amount of work in content marketing for a number of different industries and marketing teams. So Saj, uh, how's it going today, man? It's going well, man. How about you? I'm doing great. Thanks for making the time to record this episode with me. Today, we're talking about how an editorial calendar drives your B2B content marketing strategy. But before we do, I'd love to learn a little bit more, Saj, about what you've been doing in content marketing. Sure. So my uh, journey is kind of a non-traditional one. I started off working as a journalist, actually, for BBC News. And I was there for around eight years working in freelance radio, reporting news bulletins and uh, documentary packages. I then uh, made the decision with my family to move to the US in 2014 uh, and then worked in TV news briefly before I started my uh, my official journey uh, into content development and uh, marketing content. I've worked in education, healthcare, architecture, engineering, uh, and association nonprofit industries. So you can say uh, my experience is kind of a a mix or a cornucopia of uh, various industries and uh, disciplines. So, so yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a wild ride so far. It's quite the breadth of of work there. So, in that work, you've often had to set up a calendar or a system of some kind to to do your work. So, can you tell me before for the audience, like, what is an editorial content calendar, and like, how is that useful for content marketing? Sure. So, at its basic point an editorial calendar or it's known as a publishing schedule as well it's used by bloggers publishers businesses and groups uh, to control publication of content across different media so for example a newspaper magazine blog email newsletters and social media outlets so uh, to sum it up in uh, clear terms it's more like a content bible that kind of defines and plans the content that's scheduled to go out over the next three to six to twelve months uh, of a publication life cycle um, it's a way of organizing your content in a way that's uh, prioritized in terms of importance to the organization. It makes so much sense. There's been many times where I've sat down to go and write something and you spend 20, 30 minutes just thinking about like, what do I need to write today? <laughs> you waste so much time just staring at the blank page when uh, at least the times I know I've had a, a, a system like this in place, it's easy because you just pull it from the calendar and you know what to do when. So when you're crafting this thing, I notice a lot of teams don't quite use this system, don't plan out all their, their content in a row, right? How do you how do you begin making this? How do you pull from the content strategy to even to even inform this kind of calendar? Sure. So um, 
you know, having a system to map is important. And, you know, many organizations have different systems that work for them. It's important to consider, you know, who the responsible parties are going to be with regard to the content, because content doesn't, it doesn't and shouldn't be created in isolation by one individual person. There needs to be uh, kind of collaboration with subject matter experts uh, in order to make sure that you're kind of aligned with the business needs for that content. So a good calendar should map content, responsible parties, buying persona targets, and the delivery methods or channels through which you know the content is going to be delivered. And you need a lot of this information in advance. So when I'm working as a content strategist, a lot of my work involves speaking with the stakeholders and subject matter experts involved just to determine what the content requirements are for the year. So those, those are the things that make content content and you know the needs that the content has. Uh, from there, you know, high-level objectives are kind of drawn out from the content strategy, and that kind of informs the tactical decision-making level. So, for example, an actionable example would be, you know, I want to achieve X in my marketing efforts. So to do that, I will produce Y, and Y could be a blog, a video, a podcast, or a combination of all three, depending on what's considered most kind of important and what's considered most effective. Um, so that would, in turn, inform what goes on the kind of editorial calendar and would also inform prioritization as well. And those are the kinds of considerations that you have when you're trying to organize the calendar. You can also add delivery dates, um, but I do find these kind of counterproductive um, for all but mo the most kind of time-specific types of content. Um, what's important to understand is is to use the content calendar uh, or the editorial calendar as a kind of proactive way of planning your content and to be able to kind of build in flexibility to change the plan if needed. Man, I think something that stood out to me in there because I've heard of like, you know, planning according to your marketing goals. You want to create content for that to achieve the goals. But then going back to the stakeholders and even asking them, like, what do you want to see happen in this blog or this social media channel? Like, what what are your goals for this? Even going a bit, little bit beyond the marketing team to find out what might be important to others in your organization, your stakeholders uh, might be really key. So that's a good one. Um, how do you organize the calendar? So once you have all the things you actually want to publish, how do you go about organizing it and putting it on different days of the month and times of the day? Okay, so when you're organizing it and you're mapping out the uh, organization, uh, making sure that you have an initial list is important. So that list could include yet-to-be-developed content, existing content or content that's going to be repurposed or repackaged for your audience. And you need to have those discussions at an earlier stage than when you're actually producing the editorial calendar because the high-level requirements for each piece need to be agreed. So you can sum this up by saying, uh, you know, what purpose is the content supposed to achieve? Why is this important? And how will we achieve it? And through which means. Then you can prioritize uh, by getting the buy-in of relevant stakeholders, what kind of con content are kind of like important, what kind of content is medium, and what kind of content is nice to have, but not necessarily necessary. You can take that information that you've gathered and create a prioritized list uh, based off of that. So... Today's growth story is about ActivePDF, the leading global provider of server-side PDF automation and digital transformation tools. ActivePDF gives teams the tools they need to create, convert, modify, view, extract, and automate data to and from PDF files. ActivePDF relies on product trial signups for leads to drive new business, but they faced a challenge when low-quality signups were driving up the cost of product trials. To overcome their off-target lead generation and rising costs, they turned to Directive. Directive went to work optimizing visitor experience and centralizing high-intent keywords for ActivePDF. 
With Directive's help, ActivePDF tripled their conversion rates and quadrupled their trial signups, leading to one of their most successful quarters to date. If you want to learn how to drive this kind of growth, you need to check out Directive's Digital Marketing Course Institute. Step-by-step, click-by-click, Institute teaches you all of the skills you need to launch your own successful digital marketing campaigns. Sign up today at directiveconsulting.com slash institute and get your first four lessons on us. Once again, that's directiveconsulting.com slash institute to get four free lessons from the pros. All right, let's get back to the show. That makes sense. So once you've done that, like what things do marketers often get wrong when planning their content do you find? Sure. Well, you know, what I found is that marketers have a tendency to look at the nearest kind of shiny object and follow it. And a practical example of this is looking at the um, Salesforce uh, website, which is an excellent example of content marketing. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. What some marketers tend to do is let's go, let's go kind of follow that directly to the letter. Let's go do whatever Salesforce does. And I think long-term that's a mistake. Um, You need to create your content with your individual needs in mind, not necessarily following the the leader in the in the market uh, as a model to kind of to follow of excellence. So, straight copying someone's strategy is not going to be the greatest recipe for success. So, uh, moving from a reactive to a proactive planning a model a model of planning is essential. But you know, too often due to internal pressure, um, you know, the least path of resistance is chosen, and you end up with like bland content that's going to inform people, but you know, it's then isn't position or progress the brand further than the minimum required. So, yeah, what, what I would say is that marketers should plan to be proactive and not reactive if that's one thing they can take away from this. Okay, if they if I wanted to be proactive, like what are some things I can do to be proactive? What steps can I take? You can um, go and do research. Uh, outside of you know your your vertical uh, and outside of your uh, company, you can go look online. Um, there's many examples where you can um, you can look at data and insights that are gathered. You can go look at your um, uh, analytics as well uh, in Google Analytics and see what's working and what's trending. You can do user interviews, for example, where you uh, either interview internally and internal stakeholders or externally your customers as well. These are all valuable data points that can give you an insight into what kind of content would be uh, you know, well engaged with, what kind of content would be well received, and what kind of content you really need to produce and what content should go in the editorial calendar. I love the one about digging into your your analytics. I often find people will be blogging or producing content or white papers of different on different topics. You know, you you try to hit a range of different things, and then if you don't look at the analytics, you might find that eighty percent of those topics just aren't hitting it, and twenty percent are actually delivering all the results. It's actually, I mean, that's typical, right? But mm-hmm. people don't check the analytics to know, hey, maybe we should double down on the thing that's working. So that is a fantastic tip. If you could give one pro tip to the audience, like if they could only do this to make an awesome content calendar, what can they do? If there's one kind of pro tip I could offer, it's like not to remain too wedded to the idea of a fixed editorial calendar. And this kind of sounds weird because I've been talking about uh, creating an editorial calendar, but um, bear with me here. It's basically Yes, you've you've fixed out your content. You know what you're going to plan for the year or for the three-month cycle or for the six-month cycle. But then constantly 
review your progress using the benchmarkable metrics that we've kind of mentioned. You know, these can be analytics, but they can be more qualitative methods like user interviews or rating questionnaires, for example. And lastly, you know, don't be afraid to push back if you strongly feel a certain topic needs to be covered in a certain way through a certain medium and back up your reasoning with data and comparative research. I find that sometimes the uh, decision makers are people who are not directly involved in the content and have a whole different idea of you know what's important. It's important that if you're directly involved in the day-to-day responsibility of producing the content, that you have your, uh, your say and your buy-in as well. Gosh, it's good to have a plan, but it's good to be flexible with that plan for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So if someone's taken the time to go through all of this, they've checked with their audience, they've they've put all the time to create all the content list and know where to schedule it out. How do they actually go about executing this? Do they like put this all on Excel or is there a tool that you would recommend people do to actually like create a calendar that everyone can see like what's supposed to be published when? You know, that, that's great. Um, it's, it's whatever works for you, but you know, and you could put it on Excel. You may, I mean, you know, that, that, that's depending on your resources, you know, um, use the tool that's right for the job. I've used a variety of CMSs and tools, but some good ones that I do recommend. Asana is very good for organizing um, an editorial calendar and it allows you to attach assets and also um, kind of do real-time updates to your team as well. Going down kind of at a, lo- a lower level, um, Trello as well is very good for organizing um, high-level thoughts and um, topics as well. And again, you can, you can communicate with your team using Trello as well. And I believe you can integrate it with Slack um, as well. So for people who are kind of more in the software space, um, you can use Confluence. Um, that's what I did with my last gig. I used Confluence to create a page with an editorial calendar. And, um, you know, if if you've not got that many resources to hand and, you know, you're, you're trying to go out on your own, you can even use Google, Google Calendar as well because uh, that has, you know, the ability uh, to kind of set up alerts and also reminders as well. And you can add people in into certain events as well. So. I feel like I've used all those tools at one point or time in my career. (laughs) Actually, Sweetfish even uses Trello currently. And we're actually looking at Asana to be our next tool to to manage all the flow of content, including this this episode. So, Saj, is there any final advice you have for the audience around managing a content calendar? Yes, um, I would say enjoy yourself. You know, working in content is supposed to be fun. And you can be you can be professional uh, while still appreciating you know that opportunity to be creative in a business sense. Excellent. So, where can the audience learn a little bit more about you and get a hold of you if they want to learn more about this topic? Sure. Um, you can find me uh, on LinkedIn. I'm extremely online. I'm currently building my uh, digital consultancy. Um, it's called CreativeCollaborativeConsulting.com. Or feel free to send me an email, SajadHoffmanHussein at gmail.com. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining me on the show, Saj. Thank you. I hate it when podcasts incessantly ask their listeners for reviews, but I get why they do it, because reviews are enormously helpful when you're trying to grow a podcast audience. So here's what we decided to do. If you leave a review for B2B Growth and Apple Podcasts and email me a screenshot of the review to james at sweetfishmedia.com, I'll send you a signed copy of my new book, Content-Based Networking, How to Instantly Connect with Anyone You Want to Know. We get a review, you get a free book. We both win. 
This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast.